0: That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at Burrow.com slash ACAST.
1: Hello folks and welcome to the Gallant View Rangers podcast. My name's Colin McDuff and I'll be giving you the the post-match reaction from um, Our first ever Premier League Club game That we've covered Gateshead 2, Newcastle United 3 With me in the car Jamie Royals, how are you Jamie? Wet, tired But looking forward to getting back home So uh, yep. happy days By the way we're recording before 9 o'clock So when Jamie says wet he means <laughs> from the rain And nothing else, <laughs> it wasn't that exciting
2: of a game um, <laughs> The sight of anyhow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, Yeah so uh, we are recording from the car, and we hung about to speak to Howe afterwards, and there wasn't anywhere to record to the stadium, so apologies if you hear any road rage or indicators, folks. <laughs> um, but Jamie, let's start off with the first half. Then um, we did say beforehand that it was a stronger Newcastle team than what we would have expected for yep. the first game of pre-season. Uh, didn't they quite turn out the way of um, Newcastle winning the we gate set though, did it?
2: No, I think. I think. You know if you were to ever go this is a picture of what your first game back looks like after a, a nice summer holiday that was a, that was a, a, absolutely it yeah you know as much as there was first teamers on the team they were very very sluggish they were they were getting to the ball but in terms of quality of passing just wasn't connecting at all and you can tell the gates said we're up for it a little bit more than what they there for the first half. sure we've got a couple of whipping boys there so you
1: mentioned there about Wales being sluggish and Poor St Maxim got a really hard time for yeah. you And I on in the first half um, In first we thought Alright, oh, okay, we're setting up with a false nine um, For Newcastle um, He's that deep And Matt Ritchie, And, um, and the boy on the left um, I forget his Jamal name Lewis. Jamal Lewis yep. I might be going uh, <laughs> um, Going ahead of him But at times it just looked as if Maxim was playing sweeper, or
2: it just couldn't keep up with it yeah. on the play. And I think, you know, we, we kind of highlighted at the very beginning that they were playing with two left backs and two right backs, so there was a lot of overlapping. So the idea was that the maximum would be the would be the number nine and lead the line. I don't think he's very good at at all. No. He, he kept coming deep for the ball. Um, he wanted involved in the play, which meant there was nobody ahead of him, um, and you know. I think when we, When we seen the change In the second off He was a totally different player But in terms of first off If that was what Eddie Howe was trying to do It wasn't working at all No definitely not And do you think
1: Before we get into the goals But with, with that shape With Newcastle playing With a number nine Potentially someday To be the false nine It's not something We've seen too much Last year Do Eddie Howe Was trying that Just to see how The formation fits Or do you think It was just
2: I think it was very much square. You know, square pegs and round holes, was not oh. it? You, I think we said at the beginning of the uh, before the match started, this the English guys have only just the English teams have only just come back from pre for pre season. Um, he didn't have a full squad to pick from. There was evidently some players missing you know, big names like the, the new boy Sandro Tonale um, the, the Brazilian contingency there was no Almiron they're your pacey wingers that we used to seeing there was no Nick Pope so the, it was very much our, your second string team trying to put them in together um, and, 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 and trying to get a shift out of them I just think Gates said we're far too alert for them in the first half definitely yeah. and on
1: the square pegs in the round holes we've seen Kieran Tepier go in the, the middle of the park for quite a while in the first way we were thinking Oh, is that maybe You know, is this the new trend rule That um, Liverpool are testing out But Eddie um, Howe confirmed afterwards it was just really availability really issues,
2: eh? Yeah um, And I think, you know As we said, there was a few Whipping boys for the first half And I think Trippier Was arguably the best one On the ball In terms of quality of passing But he looked out of sorts Not being at right back And being in the centre of the midfield He's not an anchor man at all No, he's
1: not Biggest whipping boy for me In the first half <laughs> My um, I thought it was really bad. Um Dan Byrne, by God, he didn't have a good game at all. Um, in the first half he's um he was channelling his inner Carl Svensson the listeners will be um, getting PTSD for that. But he just, he was so lackluster on the ball, He he was so wasteful in possession and yeah. I actually think he Um, He was at fault for the first goal He was just robbed in possession
2: Yeah And I think You know They've obviously been told To play out from the back And there was a combination of Carl Trying to play the ball out Give it to somebody like Dan Bunn Who was slow Slow on the turn Before As he was turning There was probably three gates players Chasing him down And all of a sudden And it happened a couple of times That they kind of Robbed the ball from them And got a chance in Um, Persistence paid off and that's how the two goals came about, really, for for Gateshead.
1: And that, the number nine for said, I
2: forget
1: his name, sorry, was it or something? Riganga, yeah. Riganga, sorry. a uh, good effort, Colin. But he was really lively, and he's seen that between the two centre halves they weren't great um, in possession. Yep. He was pressing them, and he was quite lively. And I thought he was really good the first
2: half. Yeah, I, and, and, and you know, he had a couple of shots in the first half that you, were, you look and you go, he should be doing a lot better with that because he's snatching at it. He's obviously playing against Newcastle, he's trying to make a name for himself. But it was just his persistence. Um he just carried on pushing forward and when you when your lead man's doing that, then everybody else kind of follows suit. So I think their front three were just pressing the Newcastle back line so much, they inevitably just got overrun. Um and yes, it, it kind of contributed to the two goals as it happened.
1: Yeah, uh, and it was the exact same with the second goal. It was the last half, was it really yeah. Savage? Uh, yeah,
2: the young lad Savage, wasn't down. it?
1: Um he's um, a, a, ball, a, a lovely chip ball well I say lovely chip ball it was only a lovely ball because uh, how it ended up but um, a chip ball for the midfield over the top he's misgu- He's misjudged it completely and it's just like the striker in, um, yeah. in behind him and it's really from a Newcastle point of view they're going in at half time and Eddie Howe he did say afterwards that he was the best please with the first half
2: performance yeah. And I think, you know, two things happened at the half time that obviously went in Newcastle's favour and one of them was the you know, we absolutely changed the system and obviously give them a rollicking about what was going on. But there was there was quite a big difference in the weather. The you know the half time it pretty much thundered and lightning and torrential downpour. and I think for the first ten minutes you could see the ball was sticking in, in pretty waterlogged positions. That kind of went to Newcastle's favour because they were attacking that end, um, and and it just felt like they were swarming the Gateshead players a little bit. Um, so, yeah, it was evident that um, how I had to do something different because you know they, they probably would have been onto a three or four nil hiding if they carried on um, in the same formation at least.
1: Aye in the same half then I want you talk about the Newcastle getting the first
2: goal back because I was still in the queue for the bystand so <laughs> I want you take that one over <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah as I said it was like I think it was, think it was about 48 minutes in um, and again it was there, there was evidence from the, the torrential downpour there was a bit of water logging in the corner of the pitch he'd moved maximum from the number 9 out into his normal left sided and stuck the young lad Elliot Anderson up front and there was a massive difference straight on the elf because every time uh, maximum touch the ball on the left wing The gatehead players realised they were going to get nowhere near him He was kicking it beyond them 10-15 yards and just out, outstripping them for pace It happened a couple of times uh, There was a bit of a play on the left-hand side The ball stuck on the edge of the 18-yard box then got a little flick through to the lad Henderson who managed to not make for the keeper, who was out rushing, and which was a shame because the keeper had been brilliant up until that point. Um, and then you know it, it kind of it, it, that was kind of like the setup for the next five minutes was they were just applying pressure, getting back into that corner. The Gateshead players were struggling to clear that Newcastle was swarming it all over. We
1: said that towards the further of the first half went on, the more confident Gateshead were, yeah, and they were you know the line was going higher and higher but by, by the time it gets to 2-1 Gateshead are going deeper and deeper and they're yep. just inviting the pressure on um, and as you say St maximum, St Max he's done really well just as an out ball yeah. Elliot Anderson had a really good game and actually he he set up maximum
2: to the maximum for the second goal yeah and again it was the same again the little ball over the top that's what they started doing they didn't do that much in the first half was playing balls over the top um, and uh, when the ball started coming out I think it was Matt Ritchie he started he, he, he kind of filled his feet a little he found his feet a little bit he played the ball over the top um, Elliot Anderson ran onto it and it was literally across across, across, the, across the, the the middle of the box um, keeper was nowhere and no man's land and Maximum had a tap in Deserved it to be fair Not on the first half performance, But in the, in the, the way they applied themselves for the second half They were quite quickly up to 2-2 And I think that was around about the 54 minutes mark Wasn't it? Um, so you, you know, when it gets to that point Then you start to go Okay, um, the 2-2 prediction is not going to stand <laughs> It's going to go one-sided from here
1: So then for the next 10 50 minutes We see Quite a lot of subs for both teams yeah. and from a Newcastle point of view we've seen the likes of Trippier, and Maximum come off, Matt um, Ritchie and quite a lot of the academy players, all the boys that have been playing under 20. Um, Lewis Miley, um, probably the big name, and, uh, we were we were sitting with a Newcastle fan, uh, Joe, who works for the Metro and was reporting for them and he said there's a lot of hype around Lewis Miley. He, for, for a 17 year old he's absolutely towering above yep. most players in the middle of the park he looks really neat and tidy on the
2: ball yeah. And I think that was evident from the third goal. You know, where, you know, the, the Lewis Miley. We, we've been told to keep an eye out for him. We started to watch him, and you could actually see he was box to box, um, and, and it was it was good for, for for his height, quality of the ball. And I think that's where the third goal come from. Hunter. He he kind of controlled the ball. They they tried to chase him down. He sent the ball in over the top, and uh, the, the lad first, you know, one touched it right into the back of the net. Move of the game, but arguably done by a 17-year-old, which was actually quite something to see. What I really liked about
1: him, he's so good at um, taking the ball with his back towards, um, facing the wrong way, basically. Where that's a one,
2: he plays on the turn, doesn't he? Yeah, he can
1: play in the turn or just one touch out wide to the full back. Um, He's very good, very confident. um, I think so. He made his debut last year. um, The boys were saying against Chelsea. (laughs) only on for five minutes at the crossbar but yeah. definitely he has one to they watch they're
2: it's reluctant to send him out alone aren't they they want to keep uh, him around the first team yeah
1: so what was your what was your thoughts on, uh, and bear in mind listeners this is um, just the same as when we talk about the Rangers playing Newcastle on Tuesday <laughs> we can't look too much into any pre-season game because it's they're, they're bounce games they really are but what was your thoughts on what you've seen so far
2: Um, I I was surprised At the starting lineup. I didn't think it would be As as uh, High profile As it was And I say high profile I just mean Usual players Around the normal 25 Your match, Richies, Your Jamal Lewis's And stuff um, From the talk From the talk That he said At the end of post-match It sounds like It's going to be A very similar team um, They didn't sound like There was many people Coming back um, So I think I think Tuesday Will be Very evident In terms of How comfortable he is With this team Whether he goes With two left-backs And two right-backs Again um, I don't know much to take away from a game against Gateshead um, it does uh, you know I think we, we were speaking to people at the beginning and they said that this, this fixture was very much more of a a favour to the Gateshead For the Gateshead locals Because it generates Revenue for them Newcastle take no revenue From that game And it's all very much uh, Gateshead tickets And we were shocked At the ticket prices To be fair um, I think the best part For adults It was roughly £20 a ticket And it lowered itself down For the usual That's very unheard of For a, for a pre-season Against your local rivals So this does sound like It's very much A, a run out for the lads Against your locals You know Gateshead um, So What to take away from it? Alan St Maximum's definitely not a number nine Um, And... Playing with two left backs and two right backs, it causes a lot of uh, confusion, <laughs> yeah. shall we say, from an overlapping perspective. Um, but I, I dare say, when they go to America in a few weeks, you'll start to see the majority of the core team coming back. Uh, your Nick Pokes, your Sven Bottman's, you know, uh, there's talk that they're obviously looking at, um, you know, one of the lads that got relegated, and Harvey Barnes. So it'll be interesting to see if he comes in and where he goes. Um, but yeah, what we've seen today will not be the team that starts to chip the Premier League opener, but it was good to see them, you know, give some of the boys a run out at least. So on
1: Eddie Howe then, and I will put the, uh, I will put the recording up, listeners, for um, the post-match with Eddie Howe. Just to say, you know, it's not against the quality and as outside, and you know, that was maybe about. 10 15 of us crowded around them to uh, you know just lean in with our phones so i will try and edit the the volume on it so you he can hear and um, but it was good for eddie uh, how to um you speak to us uh, jamie just before um uh, i go into what he was saying allow me to event some <laughs> of the questions that some of the <laughs> journals asked man honestly three different people asked about harvey barnes after um, he already said I'm not going to comment in specific players um, and then somebody else goes in and but do you like him as a player oh shut up man it's ah oh, fucking hate but, but again the the journal's um, refusal to like, actually ask questions about football helps with the rise of fan media so I should be grateful but it's very frustrating but um, a lot of his questions were around the uh,
2: uh, the Saudi money. The,
1: well, the sal- what, what's
2: available money. and what's not oh. available, and does, does does is he angry that he doesn't have much money available? Kind of like like he's not really gonna. Not really gonna give you an insight of what no. that looks like on his first pre season. It pre-season, he was he? asked
1: about the financial fair play. Yeah. And it's time and time again that they do have a sick budget that they need to go with in terms of financial fair play and but they do need to be creative with it. Yeah. So I think I
2: don't know if that's maybe going to be um, in line with the, the Chelsea like creativity. Well I don't think you're gonna get eight year contracts with players of coming in. Um I think it's more of probably it's probably more about what they can generate and people going out and allows yeah. them to free up. Um the one thing he did touch on because I think one of the general questions was, is that you know, have they been in for some of the players? And I think what they were probably alluding to was some of the signings that they didn't get, like your Madisons mm-hmm. and your Sobis line that went to Liverpool. And I think it's quite evident they are in for these people. But the one thing you did say is. You know, it's it's a, it's a challenge to try and attract people round to this area. Yeah. You know, he was quite open about that, and I think that's a fair statement because we've we've talked about that before, haven't we? In terms of you know, if you were if you were if you were an up and coming player and you had family, and you want not bring them over, you want to be in the biggest cities, yeah, you know, your 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 London's, your Manchester's. You know, Newcastle's going to be a bit of a tough sell, and I think he was open to that, especially after the weather like today, <laughs> Under <underlining> the <laughs> half time. Yeah. Um, perhaps
1: uh, Alexander Finale, It would have been clever in, in the hospitality <laughs> area but no he, he did say on the game itself he was complimentary of gateshead a very well organised side a lot of energy um, he wasn't happy at half time yeah. uh, of course the kind of usual stuff so we didn't get too much from him but I think the, uh, all the questions really were tailored towards the transfer market and the, he was very honest about the restrictions I think it's quite a refreshing way how you do get He's not really one for turning the phrases or cliches. Um, He is as honest as he can be,
2: I would say. Yeah. No, I think he spoke well. As you said, it was obviously some of the vultures were around him trying to grab sound bites. But he, he you know, he didn't shirk away. He, he kind of beat, he was up front a Um and, and you know, he, he tried to get as many questions as he can. And even even yourself, you know, obviously getting in questions. And it was good that I, I, th- I felt it was good that you focused on the game as opposed to trying to grab a sound bite because you were trying to broaden understand well, what was his tactical thinking pre-game. And actually, it was what we called it. I had to play with two left backs and two right backs, and and we see how we went with that um, so no uh, all round I think it went well for us
1: so thoughts on your first time in the media duties Jamie
2: absolutely loved it buzzed totally didn't know what to expect from it Um Thought I'd be, I thought I was a little privileged at one point because obviously how we were sitting, but um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I thought some of the guys looked after us as well as you know they kind of steered us in the right direction. Security were pretty brand new with us as well. They didn't, you know, then they us in. No, they didn't chuck us <laughs> out. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I, I think uh, you know if I don't get to do another one at all, I'm quite happy that we got to do this one. Um, yeah, so happy days. No, a massive thank you to. Jack um, and all the media team at
1: uh, Gateshead for supporting us with us and hope you've enjoyed this folks if you do then just let us know um, all feedback appreciated we're going to tie-in. as well as the Rangers probably just shared um, we do what time cover as much as we can in the Premier League yep. so
2: for no. And we've got we've got fancy football coming up, we've got a version of a super six that we're gonna do in terms of predictions. Um I, yeah, I think we're looking to branch out to more teams as well, aren't we, and see what we can do. Absolutely. So I think it's gonna be a big season for us. It really is,
1: and when we next
2: we're for the Premier League Monday probably, I think it's either Monday Or Tuesday I think we'll do
1: Probably well, I think we should probably It's about time we go into A wee bit of detail with this with there's a cash prize For the fans of football
2: Absolutely um, and I, I do fear though The Monday football, the Monday chat's going to be all About what Saudi are up to And what they've done They've absolutely ransacked Liverpool at this point And I'm, I don't know how to feel <laughs> About it but, but uh, We may as well just start A Saudi podcast as well. <laughs> <laughs> Why not But no Happy days guys Thanks very much for listening Appreciate it Take care Yeah, yeah. on today? good exercise
3: for your Yeah, it was a really good pre-season game actually. Um, you want to win of course, um, you want to play well, but that was a real challenge for us. The Gates said we were very good, no surprise to us. We were a little bit rusty, the players had a really hard week, so a little bit leggy in that first half, but
0: the
2: character is very good and it's
3: important that we came back and showed. You're to come
2: that open? As far as I know, yeah. There's a couple of players missing, like some Jamal Lascelles, uh, Jacob Murphy as well, any injuries of them?
3: Yeah, so Jacob's got a, a shoulder issue, we don't think it's serious, we hope he'll be back very soon. Uh, Jamal's just got a tightness and so we're going to hope he'll be back very soon. In, uh, and
2: then suddenly you're
3: Nick Nick Pope's doing well, yeah, so he's doing um, light handling now, so he's made good progress from that finger injury that he had, we hope he'll be back available. Around the American trip, then maybe just after, I don't know. Enjoy what it was, the other one, sorry. Making good progress, yeah. Hasn't trained with us yet, but he's on track to train with us again in
1: America. Sandro in, he's watching here. It's it been good to have him in for a couple of days. Yeah,
3: so he trained uh, yesterday. He did a, a fitness test and he did well, and then today he trained properly with the players and yeah, did really well. So I was really excited by the group we had this morning. It was very strong and straight here. So, um, yeah, we've got a lot of good players to come back. It's
2: the first time we've sort of had a chance to speak to you about that deal. I mean, last time we spoke to you, we were talking about marquee sort of signings. I mean, that one would not qualify.
3: I yeah, I think the, the not necessarily marquees, but the right word for me is that, that good players and bringing in players that can elevate the group. I think Sandro is one of those players that can elevate everyone around him. It will fit in really well to how we play. Uh, the early signs I've seen are really positive. He's a great lad as well, so he's fitting really well into the group so far. So, yeah, he's a player that I can't wait to see in the Newcastle show. And people obviously can ask about whether you think it's more through the door and
1: talk. Can you share anything?
3: Well, I can share that we want to bring players into the football club, um, but they've got to be the right ones and they've got to be um, at the right level. So we're working hard to do that. We've been working hard all summer. It's difficult to get good players here. Um, as it is with any football clubs to sign the right ones, but we'll keep going and I hope we'll be able to do that.
2: Speaking of the talk about Harvey Barnes, is anything close? Nothing's close. With with any deal at the moment. And how important is it to, given the amount of games, you're looking at a 50 game plus campaign probably, uh, how important is that depth?
3: Yes, huge for us this year. I think with the competitions that we're in, when you're having three games a week, you need to be able to rotate your team, but you need to bring in players that equal standards. That's what we're looking to do and we know we've got a lot of work to do to do that. Players are expensive these days so we're we're working within financial fair play guidelines which is again very difficult for us. So we might need to be creative um, but yeah we're trying to see every avenue that we can to make the squad stronger.
2: What stage are you at at the moment? Are you at a frustrated stage of banging on the door or a patient and accepting it? How are you in terms
3: of that need and that want? Probably a mixture of all things at different times. I think I'm patient and I understand parameters we're working in. Um, I also know the needs that we have. And for me, it's not a case of, um, that we want to do it, we need to do it. Uh, and of course, being a coach that I am, I want them on the grass and available now. So all those things mixed together.
2: Just lastly for me, sorry, can you explain those financial challenges you've you facing this summer? Because there's been a lot of noise around it.
3: Well, we have a very strict budget that we're trying to work within. Now, always with financial fair play, I, I believe there's certain things that you can be creative on, but yeah, we don't have uh, a huge budget to work with. Has
0: there been any frustration on, on targets that you've
3: been chasing? Yeah, I think at different times there's been frustrations and difficult days, where you're, because you, you, obviously you want the end result, you want the best squad you can, and we you know the, the challenges that we face, so I think through the summer, as I said earlier, I've been through all the emotions, um, very pleased to get Sandro in, but we know we need no more. Harvey Barnes, does he play? Like, I know can't say it too much, but does he play admire? Or... I can't say anything. I would never be disrespectful. So, in terms of positions, um, any specific positions needed, or was it just getting that extra layer of quality around an already good squad? Yeah, I think we've got um, good coverage in certain positions. Maybe not so so much in others. I don't think it's right for me to, to speak about what they are. Um, Uh, respect for the players that we currently have. But, yeah, I I know absolutely where we need to improve. Um, Yeah, because as I said, we might need two different 11s within the space of two, three days this season and then they both need to be able to beat the the highest level.
0: And the keepers, five on the books at the minute. Is it safe to assume one of them is going to
3: go on loan or possibly? Maybe, maybe. Uh, A lot of unknowns, it's very difficult to give any clarity because anything can happen in this, in this moment. So uh, we're training, the goalkeeper group is training and training very well. Obviously we don't have an Ad Martin back yet. We haven't had Nick back. So although you say we've got five, we've only been training with, uh, with three at the moment. And just on um, the ties between Newcastle and Gator of course, neighbors over the river. How important is that you work with Mike and Rob uh, to, to create strong bonds between the two clubs? Yeah, well, today was great and Low travelling distance, um, playing against a team that played really good football. I think the game is played in the right spirit. Um, got a lot of time for Mike and the job that he's doing and the way that he wants his team to play. And uh, I always believe we good links around the local community and hopefully we can help each other. Just on pre season, one more obviously Anthony Gordon, you signed him in January, so you haven't had a full pre season with him up until now. How important for him coming off the the Euros, will it be that you get a full preseason to him? Yeah, looking forward to, to working with Anthony. did very well yesterday in the fitness test, as you probably would expect, because he hasn't really had a break. He trained very well today, so um, I'm expecting big things from him this year, and um, I was really pleased with what he delivered for England. Uh, amazing memories for him.
2: Just on, last couple, on, a different, on a different subject, Eddie, one of the big talking points this summer has been the explosion of the, the Saudi League and the buying a lot of players in this country. As a, as a manager of a club who is majority owned by public investment what's your, what's your view on, on this big move in football this summer?
3: I've been like everybody else been looking from afar really and um, it's, it's sort of a, a new dimension to football with the transfers that have happened uh, into that league exciting for them um, it's added a new dynamic for the club selling players to the league so obviously nothing's happened between us and them at this moment so it's not directly me. No. Is there
2: any sense that it's distorting the market in any
3: uh, I don't. Know. I think that's something for a question, maybe for someone else. I, I don't know whether it's distorting the fees. Um, I, don't, I don't think the fees have been necessarily excessive. Maybe mm-hmm. the wages, which is making it attractive to the players.
2: And would Newcastle look to do business with these clubs potentially in the future
3: in Saudi? Always, well, it, it depends on whether it's the right thing for Newcastle. Um, we'll always act with our best interests first. Just Start. today. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I love it, and I've said that many times. You see his quality today when he, when he probably went to his best position as a left winger. I thought he was excellent. Um, took his goal really well. He's come back in a good place, I think, mentally. I'm very pleased with him.
2: Sandra my I just think he would have very from the second the
3: weather I think you would have seen passages of what we want to do, maybe not the complete finished article, but I think you'd have seen an intention there. Um, certainly we did better second half in all aspects of our play. So hopefully we're really concentrating at the beginning of that second period.
2: He's maybe a player a few months ago,
1: you might not have imagined.
3: So, is that the kind of profile you going to look at, Elite standard? Well, I think every signing is slightly different. I, I think you have to look for what you need, what position the player is. I, I don't think necessarily we'll be able to go for that calibre or that, to be honest, breaking it down, the price of that type of player. In every transfer, there's, there's no way we can do that. So it's not necessarily a blueprint we're following because now we're going to have to be clever and that we had okay
2: last couple
3: plays No, i wasn't happy at half time um, <laughs> there's no understanding yeah they're, they're tired but they professional football, you're always tired to a degree you've got to push and you've got to want more and the attitude to the game as much better Just last
1: one to your right inside. and we'll uh, call Chris. Just on Kieran Trippier he got a really good reception today First half we see them move into a more central role is that something we've got to see more this season?
3: Not necessarily I think it was the case of me trying to put out a team that we felt could be competitive we had two right backs two left backs and I wanted to put all the, the professionals together in a team so I had to be creative and was creative again at half time to change it around again to try and find a better balance to the team How's oh, Sandro's English, Eddie? It's improving, yeah. yeah. In, in the brief time that I've met him, I saw a big difference. So, Are you uh, learning he's some got, Italian? He's, no, I'm not learning Italian. <laughs> he's got to change to us. So, uh, An English teacher was there with him yesterday after training, so uh, he's made a really good impression in that way. Are there any hey, Italian thanks, speakers fellows, in well? the squad? I think a couple, yeah. Emil Kraft yeah. speaks yeah. Italian. As well. Thank you. Yeah.